This time each every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and Afrelech Shushan Purim. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kisisa. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Kisisa contains nine mitzvos, four positive mitzvos, and five restrictions. In addition, we have in this week's parsha a the ouch sin of the golden calf that the Jewish people commit when they miscalculate Moshe's due date for arrival, and the Kriyas HaTorah that we had just two days ago on Wednesday. Tanis Esther, the Kriyas HaTorah with the Shlosh Esrei Midos are found in Pashas Kisisa. I'd like to begin by talking a little bit about today. Shusham Purim. And I've always been troubled as to what is the significance of Shushan Purim. For those who lived outside of Shushan, outside of Yerushalayim, Yericho, and maybe Tveria. And on the surface, it appears from the Megillah that it was all a very practical matter. In the Megillah that we read yesterday, in chapter 9 of the Megillah we are taught that those who lived in open cities, they fought their enemies, Amalek, on the 13th of Adar, this past Wednesday, and they celebrated on the 14th, yesterday. In Shushan, however, they fought on both 13th and 14th, and they therefore celebrated one day later on the 15th. In addition, the beginning of the Gemara, Megillah, teaches that any city in Israel that was enclosed by a wall at the time of Yoshua, when he brought the Jewish nation into the land of Israel, they read the Megillah and they celebrate like Shushan on the 15th, today known as Shushan Purim. And the Talmud Yerushalmi explains this law as keeping Shushan Purim as Lachlok Kavod Le'eretz Yisrael, giving honor to the land of Israel that was desolate at that time. So, again, I'd like to understand, why do we observe some celebration today? We're not to fast today. We didn't say Tachanun, no eulogies on this day. If we already observed Purim yesterday on the 14th, And I'd like to share with you an interesting insight by Rav Yitzchak Hutna, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, 
in his Pachad Yitzhak on Purim. It happens to be easy to remember his 15th chapter corresponding to the 15th of Adar. And he suggests a fascinating insight. And indeed, let's look as to the history of Amalek and how we encountered and reacted to them. The first time that we see Amalek was what we read yesterday morning in the Torah reading, the last nine verses in Parshas Bishalach. The Torah says, Vayavo Amalek, Amalek came, Vayilachem, and he fought against the Jewish people, Birfidim. Amalek took the initiative and we responded in kind by fighting back. This was the first encounter with Amalek. This last Shabbos, Parsha Zohar, we were taught a different relationship to Amalek. The Torah says that when you will settle in the land of Israel from all your enemies around you, then you are to Timche Ezecher Amalek. You are to then go on the offensive and blot out the people of Amalek. And indeed, that's what happened. Shmuel, Samuel the prophet, as we read last Shabbos in the Haftorah, anointed Saul as the first king of Israel. And shortly thereafter, he says to King Saul, go out and destroy Amalek, a communal mitzvah. So we have these two different relationships with Amalek. One is responding to their attack, that is in Bishalach, and the other one taking the offensive and going against Amalek, and this is Parshas Zohar. What is it, our relationship to Amalek on Purim? And interestingly, on Purim we have both. The fighting on the 13th of Adar was to combat the offensive threat of Haman to destroy the Jews. He, as the name of the holiday implies, drew lots, and his lottery fell out in the 12th month, 13th day, that he planned to, God forbid, destroy all the Jews, and so our fighting back was a form of response clearly to the offensive of Haman. However, what Esther, we are taught further in chapter 9, Esther petitioned the king to be allowed to take the offensive against Amalek on the 14th. At that point, there was no longer a threat 
to the security of the Jewish people. However, Esther was not reacting at that time. She was proactive. She was initiating an attack against Amalek. And this was akin to the mandate which began when Yoshua brought the Jewish nation into the Promised Land. And there he was told that the Jewish people are to initiate the war against Amalek. And so, Lachlo Kavod to Eretz Yisrael, Shushan Purim says, Rav Hutna, very sharply, is that on Shushan Purim, we took on the same mandate as was given to Yehoshua when he brought the people into the land of Israel. Namely, don't simply respond to Amalek when they attack you, but you should take the initiative against them. So what is the theme of today? The 15th day of Adar, Shushan Purim. The theme of this day is that we are to be proactive. We are to take the initiative. We're not to sit back. And so, indeed, interestingly, in this week's parsha, when we read of the tragic incident of the golden calf, Moshe has the Levium kill those who participated in the idolatry towards the golden calf. And if you think about it, the Torah tells us how many were killed. Kishloshes alofim, 3,000. Do the math. 3,000 men out of 600,000 is one half of 1%. So why is the Torah making, forgive me, such a big deal out of such a small number that participate? But I invite you to open your Chumash to this week's parsha of Kisisa, and in chapter 32, verse 31, Moshe speaks to the nation and he says them the following. Ona, chato ha'om hazeh, chato'a gedola. He prayed to God by saying, God, I implore, this people has committed a grievous sin now what is this grievous sin? Why, my friends, is this term, the description of the sin, in a feminine form? Why not chait? Why chato'ah? And one of my rabbis said very sharply, the feminine form, the passive form, is to teach us that yes, while only 3,000 actually participated, the rest were guilty because they did not stop. They did not stop them from this terrible act. They did not protest. 
unfortunately, quote, live and let live. No, there are times when you cannot take this kind of an attitude of live and let live, but rather you are to be proactive. And so, for example, you find regarding the observance of Shabbos. In this week's parasha, the paragraph of Vishamru, B'nai Yisrael Es HaShabbos, literally, that the Jewish people shall guard the Shabbos, La'asos Es HaShabbos. La'asos Es HaShabbos literally means that they are to make the Shabbos. Now, my goodness, how do we make the Shabbos. So the Orachayim HaKadosh has several interesting interpretations, one of which is a fascinating medrash, known to many of us, and I urge you to discuss this at your Shabbos table. The medrash in Bereshis Rabbah 11 paragraph 9 says, Umrah Shabbos Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shabbos came and protested to God, saying, Lekulam Nasato Ben Zug, to each of the days you've given a mate. Forgive me, Sunday has Monday, and Tuesday has Wednesday, and Thursday has Friday, but Vali Lo Nasato Ben Zug, I stand alone, said, God to the Shabbos, Harei Yisrael, the Jewish people are literally your mate, understood this cryptic medrash by the Orachayim, ki Shabbos choser, the Shabbos was lacking something in terms of its completion, in terms of its creation. And its rectification comes about solely through its observance by the Jewish people. And that's why the Torah says, V'shamru b'nei Yisrael es ha-Shabbos la'asos es ha-Shabbos. Our observance of the Shabbos gives Shabbos its very purpose and significance. And finally, he gives another explanation, and that is, it's not enough for each individual to simply be concerned about his Shabbos, but we have an obligation to be once again proactive and to try to make sure that our neighbors, our friends, who unfortunately might not realize the special treasure contained in the Shabbos, that we are to try our best to share the beauty and observance of Shabbos so that others as well can la'asos as Shabbos give the Shabbos day its fullness of character, giving our people even greater glory. So, a freilach shusham purim, but with it comes the mandate that we are to be very much proactive as Esther was on this very day. Shabbat shalom and a freilach shusham purim to all. <laughs>